Welcome to the Gospel Project for Adults Weekly Leader Training Podcast. I'm Daniel Davis. This week we are on Unit 28, Session 4, titled God is Here. And with this session we will be looking at the doctrine God is Imminent, meaning God is personal, He is near, and He is with us. If you are following the suggested use dates for the curriculum, then hopefully you can see how this fits with the Christmas season, in which we celebrate the incarnation of the Son of God and the birth of Jesus, called Emmanuel, God with us. It's relatively easy to read a story and picture the context and setting in our minds. But the Bible is a bit different. Though the narratives occurred in a specific time and place, each one connects directly with many more stories spread across years and miles within the Bible. Today's main passage is no different. Jesus spoke to his disciples from a mountain in Galilee to give his great commission, but his words reached back into the Old Testament. In his final words, Jesus reveals not only himself but also his purpose for his followers, to share the good news that God made the perfect way to be with his people through Christ Jesus. In point one, we hear from the Old Testament that the Lord is with his people from high above. The reason we look at this passage in Isaiah for this doctrine study is twofold. First, this passage helps us to see that God is transcendent, meaning he is wholly different from us and infinitely far above us. Why might this point about God's transcendence need to be made? Because it sets the stage for understanding the amazing love and grace of God on display in his eminence. In reflecting on God's transcendence in Psalm 8, the psalmist writes, When I observe your heavens, the work of your fingers, the sun and the stars which you set in place, what is a human being that you remember him, a son of man that you look after him? From God's perspective, he says in Isaiah 55, My thoughts are not your thoughts, and your ways are not my ways. For as heaven is higher than earth, so my ways are higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. God is transcendent, and that's the first reason for this passage. The second reason requires taking this passage in its context. The summarized prompt on leader page 48 will help you summarize the context of Isaiah 55, which is good news from God to his exiled and scattered people, that he was bringing them home, and that he freely forgives those who seek him. These are hallmarks of God's eminence, his personal relationship with his people. These promises were and are almost too good to be true. So, God launches into an expression of his transcendence to back up what he has promised. God is transcendent, his ways and thoughts higher than ours, and his word is true and powerful, accomplishing what God sends it to do. So, if God has said he will forgive and bring wayward people back to him, then it will be done. From this passage, we must learn that God's transcendence and His eminence go hand in hand. One without the other leads to seeing God as distant and uninterested, or common and just like us. We can be thankful that God is higher than us because it also means He can be with us in power. In point two, we see that the Lord is with His people with full authority. For points two and three, we move to the significant passage at the end of Matthew's Gospel, known as the Great Commission. We most likely are familiar with the verses we'll look at in point three, but the verses here in point two set up the commission Jesus gives to his disciples. 
starting in Matthew 28, verse 16. The eleven disciples are in Galilee at a mountain in obedience to Jesus. Probably more people were there than just the eleven. But about those who were present, Matthew wrote that they worshipped Jesus, but some doubted. For the worship part, remember that it would be blasphemy to worship anyone other than God. Even angels in the Bible refused to let people bow and worship to them. But here they worshiped Jesus because they firmly believed with the formerly doubting Thomas that Jesus is their Lord and their God. But there were some who still doubted. It seems unlikely for these doubters to be some of the eleven. But it still seems odd that Jesus' presence with them on the mountain would have elicited a response of doubt. But yet again, we are reminded that seeing is not always equated with believing. Whatever the nature of the doubts in those present, Jesus intended to put an end to those doubts with a powerful declaration. All authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Recall from Philippians 2 that Jesus, the fully divine Son of God, emptied himself by taking on flesh and humbled himself by becoming obedient to the point of death on a cross. Jesus is God, creator and sustainer, according to Colossians 1, 15-17. So he has always had divine authority. Yet, setting aside that right for his incarnation on earth, Jesus faithfully endured the cross and was raised again. And because of his perfect obedience, he has again received all authority in heaven and on earth. Presently, we often don't feel that reality here on earth. But the transcendent God has promised that he is putting everything under Jesus' feet. And one day, the fullness of Jesus' authority will be realized on earth as it is in heaven. But until then, Jesus has a mission for his followers, the Great Commission. In point three, we see that we should rest in the truth that the Lord is with his people forever and always. Because Jesus has been given all authority in heaven and on earth, he commissions his disciples to go and make more disciples. And not just from the Jews, but from people of every nation. Jesus' authority is worldwide and all-encompassing, and so too will be the breadth of his work of salvation, such that people from every tribe, tongue, people, and nation will be saved. The work of making disciples involves baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, one of the strongest proofs of the doctrine of the Trinity in Scripture. This work also involves teaching those disciples to observe or obey everything Jesus has commanded. This includes the heart of the law of God. Don't lust, don't hate, for example, but love God with all of your heart, soul, mind, and strength, and love your neighbor as yourself. Discipleship is a matter of truth, faith, and obedience, and faithfully carrying out Jesus' great commission must reflect an emphasis on all three. And closing out this commission, Jesus bookends his declaration of authority with a promise of his presence. The transcendent God expressed the fullness of his eminence in the incarnation of the Son of God, Emmanuel, God with us. And even though Jesus has ascended to the right hand of the Father, no longer physically present here on earth, he remains true to his word that he is with us always to the end of the age. The Father and the Son sent the Holy Spirit to dwell in believers so that we would be led and strengthened for this commission 
and so we would experience firsthand the presence of Jesus with us. For as the Father and the Son are one, so too are the Son and the Spirit. We are baptized in the name of our triune God. For a couple of tools to help with the experience of teaching this point, pack item 6 is a poster that highlights the Great Commission. The water imagery on it highlights the importance of baptizing disciples as a part of this commission. Just as a note, this poster will have a parallel poster with the image of fire for the Holy Spirit in the next session. You may also find the Pack Item 7 handout helpful for distinguishing between the meaning and implications of God's transcendence and God's eminence. God is eminent, meaning that although He is distinct from His creation, He is also personable and involved within it. Of the many ways that God demonstrates His eminence in Scripture and in history, the greatest is through the earthly ministry of Jesus. Jesus came from above, lived a perfect life, gave up His life on the cross, and rose from the dead so that all who trust in Him might have a personal relationship with the transcendent and eminent God. Truly, His thoughts and ways are higher than ours. Because God has made the way to be in relationship with Him through Jesus, we believers should strive to live in joyful obedience to carry the gospel to all the world so that others might come to know God as well. Thanks for listening to this week's leader training for the Gospel Project for Adults. For more resources to help you focus your ministry on the gospel, please visit gospelproject.com.